Manitoba gets a new set of health orders that are not based on science, and our mainstream media continues to fail us. This and more on the Manitoba Freethinker Podcast. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day as always. Comment below, let me know what is one of the first few things you guys are going to do when some of the restrictions let up. Okay, big news of the day, obviously, is the news conference held today with Dr. Rusin and Premier Pallister. They announced uh, that new health orders will take place. Um, They will go into effect June 26th and last until August 2nd. For now, at least, uh, during the press conference, Pallister made it clear that anytime the numbers do get worse, as in ICU numbers or case counts or test positivity, uh, they will clamp back down on our freedoms. So as shocked as I am at these changes uh, that are taking place, because honestly, I thought that they wouldn't even have opened up what they are planning on opening. But I guess Pallister decided that Manitobans have earned some of our freedoms back. Um, so here's uh, Pallister from the press conference. This is a good news day for Manitobans. After uh, nearly a year and a half of fighting COVID-19, it's time for Manitobans to start to get some of their freedoms back and enjoy this beautiful summer. This is what we all want to do. Manitobans have earned that right. It's like, oh, thank you very much, Premier, for deciding that we can have a sample of our constitutional rights and freedoms back. And, I mean, it just literally went downhill from there. Two weeks ago, uh, Dr. Rusin and I presented Manitobans with a science-based reopening pathway that was tied to rising vaccination rates. Uh, First and second dose vaccinations and declining COVID cases. Uh, This 4321 Great Summer Plan uh, set out four reopening categories. Uh, It set out three Uh, long weekend milestones that we needed to hit, Uh, two public health responsibilities, um, follow the public health orders and get vaccinated, and it set out a clear path for one great summer with more uh, openings and fewer restrictions as more and more Manitobans uh, roll up their sleeves and get fully vaccinated. So I'm going to read you the press release and uh, read you the changes that are taking place. And you tell me if this is a science-based approach. So it reads, Manitoba's one great summer path begins early on June 26. Manitoba will move ahead with the first milestone of its 432 one great summer reopening path one week early and open many businesses and facilities to 25% capacity beginning on June 26. Uh, Premier Brian Pallister and Manitoba's Chief Provincial Public Health Officer Dr. Brent Rusin announced today. This week, Manitobans achieved and surpassed the key vaccination benchmarks set out under the 4321 Great Summer Reopening Path, with over 71% eligible Manitobans at least partially immunized, and more than 27% have received both doses. Together with declining COVID-19 cases, test positivity, and hospitalization rates, Manitobans are now able to begin to enjoy more freedoms with fewer public health restrictions. Manitobans have earned an earlier reopening, said Pallister, 
Together, we have beat back the third wave and have booked first and second dose vaccination in record numbers. After nearly a year and a half of fighting COVID-19, it is time for Manitobans to regain their freedoms and enjoy a summer we all want and have rightfully earned. Manitobans who are fully immunized uh, to vaccine doses plus two weeks from the time of their second dose will now benefit from the following exemptions. Visit loved ones in personal care homes or hospitals. Participate in social or communal activities if you are a resident of a personal care home or congregate living facility. Travel domestically for essential and non-essential purposes outside of Manitoba without the requirement to self-isolate on the return. And dine indoors at restaurants and bars with other fully immunized friends and family from outside your household. They also note that large-scale outdoor professional sports or performing arts events may also allow fully immunized Manitobans to attend, subject to approval by Manitoba Public Health. The province will work with sports and arts organization to implement proof of vaccination protocols for these events. Additional benefits for fully immunized Manitobans will be announced in July, including increased capacity for fully immunized people at weddings, funerals, faith-based, and other gatherings uh, based on continued vaccination rate increases and improvements in the province's overall COVID-19 situation. Under this milestone of the 4321 Great Summer Reopening Path, Manitoba will also be able to gather in large numbers, dine out in restaurants and on patios, attend faith-based services, go to gyms, hair salons, and retail stores in every region of the province with some restrictions. So that's the uh, press release that was uh, released. Now I'm going to actually read to you um, the actual changes. So... For In private residences, the old orders allowed up to five visitors from no more than two other households, in addition to the people who already reside there, and people were only allowed outside. The new orders allow up to ten visitors, in addition to those people who reside there, and visitors may briefly enter the home for essential purposes only. So, indoor gatherings in public spaces, um, nothing's changed. For outdoor gatherings in public spaces, the old orders were up to five people permitted outdoors in public spaces. The new orders are up to 25 people permitted outdoors in public spaces. For restaurants and bars, they used to be closed. Now they're open at 25% capacity for indoors and 50% for outdoor dining. For indoor dining, patrons seated together must be from the same household unless all the patrons at the table are fully immunized. And for outdoor dining, table sizes are limited to eight people. So good luck with um, restaurants like enforcing that craziness. For gyms and fitness centers, they weren't open before. Now they can open at 25% capacity with three meter distance ma- uh, maintained between patrons for both individuals and group. For casinos and VLTs, still closed. For museums, galleries, and libraries, still closed. Movie theaters and concert halls, still closed. Weddings and funerals, the old orders were up to 10 people plus a photographer and the officiants. The new orders are up to 25 participants um, for outdoor ceremonies in addition to photographers and uh, officiants. And for indoor wedding and funerals, 
um, they will be limited to 10 people. So indoor community, cultural, and religious gatherings used to be closed, like i.e. church. Now they're open at 25% capacity to a limit of 25 people wearing masks at all times. And outdoor community, cultural, and religious, they used to be closed. Now they're open to 50 persons and drive-in services can be continued. So, I mean, right there, does that make sense to you? You can have an outdoor faith-based gathering and allow 50 people to attend. But if you have a wedding or funeral, you're only allowed to have 25 people attend if it's outside. So tell me where the science is in that. That doesn't sound like a science-based reopening plan at all. So uh, for personal services, um, like hair salons and whatnot, they used to be all closed. Now they could open at 50% capacity with um, on an appointment basis only. So they're not allowing any walk-ups. What a joke. Indoor sports and recreation used to be closed. Now they're open at 25% capacity to a limit of five persons. And no tournaments are allowed. For outdoor sports and recreation, used to be up to five people. Organized team games were not permitted. Now it's open to 25 people, but tournaments are not permitted. So for dance, theater, and music schools, they used to be closed. Now they're open to 25% capacity to a limit of five people indoors or 25 people outdoors. Day camps used to be closed. Now they're open to a a maximum of 20 participants in groups. And retail markets, uh, gardens, uh, sorry, retail market garden centers and malls, they were open at a 10% capacity up to a maximum of 100 people with only one shopper per household permitted. And they were heavily relying on the malls to enforce and uphold those requirements. And the new restrictions... Um, they've increased the limit to 25% or to a max of 250 people. And there's no other additional restrictions, meaning two people can now shop from the same household. And they're still uh, requiring workplaces to allow their employees to work remotely when possible. And uh, indoor self-help gatherings used to be closed. They were only open virtually. And now they're open at 25% capacity to a limit of 25 people. And again, masks must be worn at all times. So, I I mean, I know that's a a lot to take in, but it's very evident that this is not a science-based reopening. So like I said, right from the get-go, Pallister lost me when he started the press conference claiming that this was based on science. Like, I don't know who he's trying to fool. I can go to church now, or I can go to the bar and get hammered, or I can go to all these other retail settings where I'll be inside for an extended period of time, but I can't have my parents over to my house. Like, how how does that make any sense at all? Especially, like, think about at a bar. You're dancing, everyone's dancing together, music is loud, you guys are yelling over the music but you can't have your parents over. That doesn't make any sense. You can go to the bar, you can go to the church, but you can't go to a movie where there'll be social distance requirements and you'll have to wear a mask. So how is a movie theater more dangerous than a bar or a church? Like nothing about these orders are science-based at all. Um, Kids under 12 can't even get vaccinated. 
So as of right now, um, Pallister said that they're going to have to follow the rules as their parents. So if their parents are fully vaccinated, then you can have an unlim- unlimited number of unvaccinated kids together who can still get COVID-19 and still spread COVID-19. If these restrictions uh, were based on science, then you, regardless of age or regardless of whether vaccines were approved or not for kids under 12, your reopening plans would be strictly based on either vaccine or no vaccine, not based on having uh, a member of your family, like through proxy, you're vaccinated all of a sudden. So there's nothing scientific about that. Uh, and Rusin is not as talented as Pallister at lying to the public. Um, he apparently said the quiet part out loud. These these orders have nothing to do with science. Um, here's a clip of uh, Rusin finally speaking the truth. Yeah, he was asked at why there was no uh, changes to indoor gatherings. There's, there's no changes to indoor household visitors. Uh, why is that? So again, this is uh, one of the highest uh, risk transmission settings that we've seen in, in pretty much any of our waves. Uh, so we want to get the Manitobans together. We want to do that outdoors. And you can see where we get Manitobans together indoors. It's under very uh, um, uh, controlled uh, situations. Uh, and we know that, uh, you know, indoor and in private residences, um, there's no really way to control who's vaccinated or how many people or, um, uh, you know, or what occurs there. So for right now, again, that's part of that cautious approach. Uh, we... So in case you missed it, yeah, it's all about control. They're not allowing people indoor because they can't control it and they have no way of controlling it. He literally said the quiet part out loud. I find that to be very problematic. Um, but like I said, this everything that Palestine and Rusin say is just continually a lie, a slap in your face. Both uh, Rusin and Palestine spent uh, most of the conference stressing at the importance of vaccine uptake in Manitoba. Basically outright saying that if we want our freedoms back, then we have to hit these vaccination targets. So we set scientific milestone standards on first and second vaccinations that we achieved earlier here in Manitoba, and that's why we're getting our lives back a little sooner. And the same thing's going to apply going forward into the summer. So if we can keep going and hit our targets sooner, and the projections look good right now, uh, then we can look forward to getting even more of these restrictions lifted, and that will mean uh, more people able to, hopefully, uh, people able to go back to church or go in larger numbers to uh, do various things and our retail opening up even more for, for shopping and that type of thing. But that won't happen until and unless we continue on the path to progress that we've outlined. So he literally came out and said, if you guys, if Manitoba does not meet these goals, then we are not getting our rights and freedoms back. So how does that make you guys feel? It pisses me right off. Um, the whole the whole press conference, they kind of went back and forth from pleading with the public to threatening the public uh, with giving Manitobans who are vaccinated more rights than those who aren't, effectively creating two classes in Manitoba. And the thing that's most frustrating, it's fucking ridiculous, this is coming from a conservative government a government that's actually supposed to respect individual rights and freedoms. I, I mean, I could see 
NDP or liberals doing this, but the fact that the PCs are doing this is insane. So, uh, like I stated earlier, there's been 1.2 million doses so far given out. That's uh, 71% of Manitobans 12 and over got their first shot, and 27% have got their second shot. Um, and the reason they're talking about this and stressing vaccine uptake, uptake is because reports are coming out that there's been a big slowdown in the uptake of Manitobans who are getting their first shot. So that's why it's hovering around low 70s and it's been there for a bit. So the percentage of Manitobans getting their second shot is obviously increasing. That makes sense because if you're on board with getting your first shot, obviously you're going to you're going to be okay with getting the booster. But um but man, Pallister and Rusin are both the whole conference stressing vaccine uptake, vaccine uptake. That's it. If you want these other businesses open, um, the only way they're going to be open is if we hit those targets. So um, another issue with the vaccines is there seems to be a want for the Pfizer vaccine over the Moderna vaccine. So Manitobans are, quote, vaccine shopping, and they're not getting the Moderna as their second shot. Um, so they're either waiting for the Pfizer, and um, oh, it's either that or, or Manitobans just straight up don't want to mix the two doses. So, and because of this, it's causing um, canceled appointments and lineups. And Rusin repeatedly stated that uh, both the Moderna and Pfizer are safe and effective, and Manitobans should get the first one available to them. I'm sorry, I'm old enough to remember when you used that exact line when you were telling Manitobans to get the AstraZeneca vaccine. You know, the one that you're now no longer recommending for any Manitobans to get? Like, how many times did we hear that statement early, early in on the vaccine rollout? Get AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca. it's safe, it's effective. Get the first available vaccine that's available to you. Now it's not effective. Now, you know, now obviously it's not safe and effective. So to use the exact line that you used to use and don't even follow is uh frustrating and our journalists our media they don't care they just let it fucking go right over their head so like i don't know how you expect manitobans to trust either one of of them like especially when they're claiming that these are science-based it's very clear with a little bit of explain explaining i've done you can clearly see it's not science-based at all. So um, th this whole news conference, it's been, they were focused on Manitobans who have vaccine hesitancy, and, and me included in that list. Um, Rusin and Pallister were, were targeting us with their threats of uh, not having our rights and freedoms returned if we still refuse to get the vaccine. Even though it was like only two press con or three press conferences ago, Pallister claimed that it's not up to the government to decide what's best for for what you do with your individual body. But um, in a matter of three weeks, talk about flip-flop. So, and like I said earlier, um, I read to you guys earlier from the press release, uh, Rusin restated that large ga outdoor gatherings such as sporting events and other venues 
um, outside venues, like performing arts, will only be allowed to happen to people who are fully vaccinated and, of course, approved by Manitoba Health. Uh, Large-scale outdoor professional sports or performing arts events may also invite fully immunized Manitobans to attend. Uh, This is going to be subject to approval by Manitoba Public Health. Uh, the province will work with sports and arts uh, organizations to implement uh, proof of vaccine protocols. Pallister also stated that there'll be more news uh, upcoming uh, on the differences between or on the benefits between uh, fully vaccinated Manitobans and those who are not. Definitely there'll be more info in July, but uh, Pallister did allude that uh, there will be another press conference in the next few days. So. We're literally going to have a two-class system in Manitoba. And um, I think uh, they're gearing up for the um, opening of CFL. They're going to only allow, obviously, only vaccinated people. So I don't know how you guys feel about this. I don't know if you guys watched the press conference, but it was very frustrating. I'm happy that they have finally decided to open up some businesses. They should have been opened up a long time ago. But um, it's a joke to claim that these are science-based. And I'm interested to see how these retail establishments like restaurants are going to enforce these ridiculous rules. Or bars mainly. Like, if you're not vaccinated, you can't sit at someone else's table. Like, it's, it's fucking insane. But you could be on the dance floor dancing together. It's a joke. And with all the other, like, just ridiculous restrictions like if you have a faith-based gathering outside you could have up to 50 people but if you have an outdoor wedding you could only have 25 people so how in the fuck is that science-based it's ridiculous Pallister's a joke Rusin's a joke all these restrictions are a joke 4321 opening plan is a joke Okay, I want to give a special shout out though before I end the show to all the spineless cowards uh, bought and paid for so-called journalists or media we have in Manitoba. Uh, I want to say thank you. You guys are the reason I started this podcast, whether I'm good or not. I don't care. Thank you. But uh, you guys are a joke. Um, Like I said, you guys are literally the reason why I started this. It's It's mind-blowing the questions that these so-called journalists have been asking the last 15 months. Um, Yeah, so after realizing I knew more about literally what was going on in the U.S. than here in Manitoba, I made a conscious effort to pay more attention to Manitoba news and stay current uh, with what's going on in Manitoba, especially like on the political scene. But after watching these news conferences for the last year and a half, it became very clear We don't have an independent media. Um, None of them will stray from the mainstream media talking points. None of them. The questions they ask are infuriating. And it's been like this for the entire pandemic. It's been like this throughout every news conference. One reporter asked, why if faith-based gatherings can occur, then why limit other retail? Like, really? You're going to compare everything to churches Like, for some reason, our media fucking hates churches. And I think it's just because churches say what's on their mind. They're not held to, like, they're not, like, 
just bootlickers like our media. And and they could say whatever the fuck they want. Our media cannot. Our media is spineless. But they have such a hatred for churches. Why would you not compare it to like, I don't know, maybe a bar? You know what I mean? Like, why can people get drunk and hammered and dance on the dance floor at a bar, but other retail's not open? But yet they single out churches and it's something they've been doing the whole time. It's fuck, and I'm not religious. It's just ridiculous that they 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 continually attack churches. But uh, yeah, they just just trying to point out. They try and point. Uh, they try and make it seem like churches are so dangerous. But going to a bar is safe, you know. Um, going to work is safe. Going to school is safe. Everything else, where you're inside for a long period of time, is safe except church and having people over in your own home. Why is that? Oh, right because they have no control over you in churches they have no control over you in your home that is literally it everything else the government can fucking meddle their way in there another question um was asked that why since uh, some regions have low vaccine uptake um why don't they still keep the restrictions on for those regions and allow freedom in other regions Like, these are the fucking questions that reporters are asking. Another reporter tagged along and asked, what's to stop folks from low vaccine uptake areas to coming to other regions? And what what dangers does that pose to those Manitobans who live in those regions uh, with the low uptake and now have lessened restrictions? Meaning, like, implying that people who live in the South, South Manitoba region where there's low uptake, they should be somehow fearful that... Manitoba's release uh lessening these restrictions even though there's under 70% vaccine uptake. This is the spineless shit we get from our media every news conference. They're all pathetic. It's the same pathetic media that's demanding harsher enforcement for rallies, only the ones that they don't agree with. But they're all fucking silent on the rallies that they deem acceptable. Um for, I've talked about this on a different show. For example, the Palestine-Israel conflict, the Indian farmer protest, residential school rallies. Every time, uh, I mean, every rally that they are okay with, they're silent on, and they demand harsher enforcement on the ones they don't. Every time restrictions have been lifted, every single time our media has a fucking panic attack and they demand harsher lockdowns, harsher enforcement. Literally every question becomes about that and how wrong it is to give our freedoms back and how dangerous it is. Uh, I keep saying it, but they're all pathetic. I say that because I literally listen to these people ask the same fucking ridiculous questions week in, week out. But if that's not bad enough to take the cake, a reporter asked Rusin if he can hug his friend or family. I want you to think about that for a second. Can you fucking believe a grown man actually asked Mr. TV doctor if he can hug his friend and family? And that was one of our questions one of our journalists asks. Like, what a piece of shit. I have no respect for a person like that. How the fuck has he survived all these years? Oh, I'm blown away that this this is our media. That was an actual question asked during a press conference. Not from a kid, from our fucking mainstream media. I, I, 
I can't fucking believe it. The worst part is in his stupid made-up story. It all takes place outside and everyone involved is fully vaccinated. Not only are they fully vaccinated, they prove it at entering his backyard. Like, fuck, if, if Buddy asked me to show my vaccine card to enter his backyard, I'd turn around instantly, like, lose my number. It's insane. Like, he literally asked TV doctor, can I hug my friends and family? I'm fully vaccinated. My friends are fully vaccinated. You know, these people literally don't know how to live except for what the government tells them. Then... Whatever the government says, they just keep parroting that line, even though that line constantly changes and it evolves. They just keep fucking going with it over and over. Like Rusin Rusin should have instantly responded, no, no one should hug you. Fucking ever. Grow up. Like, I I don't know how our media is going to deal with life when this pandemic is over. They're literally going to have to find something else to scare people with. Uh, during this press conference, Rusin alluded to the fact that eventually Manitoba will be in a like will be in a post-pandemic Manitoba. He said not a post-COVID Manitoba, but a post-pandemic Manitoba. So they'll be moving into an area of public health advice and not public health restrictions. And so the individual will have to take responsibility and ownership of what they do. Literally. Something these people are not capable of. Our media is going to lose it when a person or business or institution goes against the, air quotes, advice. Now, uh, because it's not law. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're going to try and shame people and businesses that don't follow the unscientific-based advice. So, I'm just so... At a loss for words, listening to these fucking questions. I, I just, I'm sorry for going off, but after listening to a grown man ask a TV doctor if he could hug his family, after them telling you this is all science-based, but your mom and dad can't come over, I could literally go to the bar and get hammered now and get drunk and fucking party and dance, but I can't go to take my kid to a movie theater sitting three feet apart wearing a mask. And I can't have, you know, mom and dad over. They're allowed in the house for, you know, essential services only. Like the bathroom. What a fucking joke. Comment below if you guys are actually going to follow this bullshit. But not me. So that's it for the news conference, uh, ladies and gentlemen. That's basically all that I could handle. Let's put it that way. These These conferences are so frustrating to listen to. But, yeah, so that's going to do it for me. I, I didn't really look into what else happened um, over the course of the day. Maybe I'll take a look at that and come out with a show tomorrow. But uh, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you guys uh, for those who tuned in and listened. Uh, thank you very much. Like, share, subscribe. Do all that good stuff that helps the show out. I really appreciate it. If you want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter, at MBFreeThinker. And if you want to, uh, I have a, a website, it's a WordPress site, it's pretty basic, but there's links to all the other pod, uh, all the other episodes. Um, it's mbfreethinker.wordpress.com, so go there, check it out. And other than that, just, yeah, I guess uh, share this with people. I'm trying to 
grow my audience and uh as time goes on i'll get better but uh yeah big shout out to our fucking shitty journalists and our media um for asking ridiculous fucking questions for the last 15 months making me (laughs) an electrician now do their fucking job but other than that yeah like i said manitoba thank you so much for tuning in and i will catch you guys in the next one bye